Hello and welcome to Ship It, Shout It, the product management and product marketing podcast. As always, we have Daniel Thomason telling us about product management. Hi. And me, Lena Höck, telling you about product marketing. So today's episode is a bit of a special one. Woo. We are actually not going to talk about a company or a product per se, but someone in this room has got a big birthday coming up. Oh, it's Daniel. It's me. Yes. Um, and so we thought, why not do a bit more of a, I guess, conceptual episode and talk about big birthdays or birthdays in general as a product. Ho ho, wild. Uh, we're just going crazy. For episode five and we've already gone off the rails. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I assume that hopefully this will be applicable to more people than just me. I, From my grasp of statistics, it seems like other people ought to have birthdays. I think they have birthdays. And, and occasionally those birthdays should be big birthdays. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Yeah, so I think what led us into this, uh, Lena suggested this one, actually. It wasn't me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to drop that one in there. But I think she must. She, she observed when I was planning this particular big birthday, I, I started from the question of, well, look, what am I trying to achieve with the thing that I'm doing for my birthday? And I was like, hang on. I have heard this, what am I trying to achieve thing before? Yeah, that's right. You can take <laughs> you can take the man away from the PM job, but you can't take the PM job out of the man. Yeah, so so it seemed like it was already being treated as a bit of a product, uh, at least in this household. Yeah, it definitely was. So, well, so we thought we may as well lean in and talk about it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So here we are shipping and shouting about Daniel's big birthday and big birthdays in general. So yes. let me lead in on the PM side. Yeah. And as the birthday boy, I insist that I go <laughs> first. This is... You may go first. I'm, it's, I'll cry if I want to and I'll talk if I want to. God damn it. So let's start with that question that I was telling you about before of what are you trying to achieve with this? And this one was something that one of my early managers, when I started in my product management career, really instilled in me as the kind of essence of product management. This was the question that he repeated basically daily while I was working under him. Alex, if you're listening to this, thank you very much. And this is where we separate the project managers and the product owners from the real ones, the product managers, uh, being a bit imperialistic here. Mm -hmm. uh, And this is because like ideas for solutions are super easy to come by. Ideas are cheap. Um, if you if you go and ask anyone, anyone you like about your product um, and what they think about it, I guarantee they will suggest some brilliant idea you should try. It's They'll say, oh, you should incorporate a chatbot or you should make that button red or have you thought about machine learning? No, these days it's artificial <laughs> intelligence yes. or put it on the blockchain um, mm. or something like this. Um, and the trouble is all these solutions sound great. Well, not all of them, honestly, but Aww. lots of them sound great. But often it's often the person, usually the person, uh, has not stopped to ask, is the solution that I'm proposing actually solving a real problem? And more importantly, well, equally importantly, is it actually plausible to build this solution? Mm -hmm. So one of the favorite techniques I've sort of found in this space uh, recently to help reframe the conversation around solutions versus problems 
is from a product management thought leader called Teresa Torres. Um, she writes some great stuff on her blog. We'll link to it in uh, the description of the podcast. Um, and she has this idea called opportunity solution trees. And sort of like the reason why she call- she calls it like that it will become clear when I describe. So the idea is to ask, okay, we've got this proposed solution from some stakeholder or well-meaning rubbernecker. But what is the opportunity? You can read that as problem, basically, just in a polite polite language. What's the problem that this proposed solution is solving? And then once you've identified that, then you can kind of go back down the tree and say, okay, now that we know what the problem to solve is, what other solutions could solve that same problem? And then once you've done that a little bit and, and come up with a few branches on the, the opportunity, it's then important to sort of cascade back up from that branch to say, okay, that opportunity though doesn't exist in a vacuum. That opportunity gets us towards some sort of desired outcome. So what is that desired outcome? And then you can kind of branch down again of that desired outcome, what problems are standing in the way of getting there. And I guess the idea is that by kind of going up and down the levels of the tree like this, it'll become a bit clearer that some solutions are not necessarily the best way to solve certain problems. Um, And indeed, I think at kind of an even more uh, strategic level of thinking about these sort of solution trees, maybe some of these opportunities slash problems go away if you solve some of the other problems standing in the way of the desired outcome. And sort of by visualizing it in this tree cascading upwards format, it helps you to focus your attentions and focus your analysis on where am I really trying to get at rather than going already straight to, hey, that's a cool idea. How would we ship that? Mm -hmm. So can you tell us how you applied this cascading tree to your birthday? Uh, Thank you. Great, great segue. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I think the reason that, the reason I started asking myself, apparently aloud, um, what am I trying to achieve with this? Uh, the only way to get good answers is to ask yourself the questions, I find. Um, sometimes out loud. Only, out, out loud, yeah. Uh, so the, the obvious thing that came to mind for a big birthday is you have a big birthday party, a big house party yeah. probably, right? It's sort of a, okay, yeah, big a round birthday. Yeah, it's the classic, obviously you'll have a big house party. But it's. <laughs> I started to get a bit anxious about planning the big house party mm-hmm. and sort of it was a lot of effort and it was a lot of overhead around planning. And I started to think, hang on, let's just take a step back. What am I really trying to do here? What, do I even like house parties? Do I li- even like house parties? Do I even like people? Is this is, is a birthday? <laughs> Should we even be celebrating birthdays? Is this just part of our consumerist Western mm. society? I sort of, I, 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 I got quite existential, but we can, come down, we can come back down the ladder a little <laughs> bit and just concentrate on the, okay, you do have a birthday. What are you trying to achieve by celebrating it? Yeah. And what I realized was, okay, so the problem to be solved here was kind of, I wanted to celebrate and strengthen the important relationships in my life. Mm-hmm. Like that's really, that's really the point of celebrating any birthday and particularly these kind of big birthdays. It's there. It's a nice kind of focal point to say, Hey, I have a lot of people around me who are an important part of what makes me, me. I really want to celebrate the fact that you're there and I want to sort of bring you closer to me through this, through yeah. the celebration. And then if we cascade up one more layer, I think the desired outcome from that opportunity is that I I want to have a rich and fulfilling social life um, because that for me is an important part of a happy overall life. 
So, okay. So we've now got our, like I had my little sort of opportunity solution tree just on one layer. Mm -hmm. And then I started to think, okay, let's, let's stay at the level of the opportunity of celebrating and strengthening important relationships in my life. Um, and so then it started, I started to think, okay, other solutions that could fit this was, for example, um, I could have a big board game party with friends. Like I enjoy playing board games. Most of the people close to me enjoy playing board games too. But the more I thought about this, the more I thought, okay, I think this solution does fit the opportunity quite well, but logistically there's quite a few headaches with this. Like the feasibility of this particular solution does start to fall apart. Like, coordinating a bunch of different people playing a bunch of different board games and trying to synchronize the times they finish and make sure no one's bored and so on. I guess as soon as you get more than four or five people, board games become hard, right? Exactly. Like basically as soon as you, as soon as there are subgroups playing more than one game, it's it's just, it's a bit of a mess. Um, So yeah, so this solution kind of, sounded like it would fit the like it would f- solve the problem but it kind of wasn't going to be plausible or it fell apart on feasibility reasons okay cool so keep thinking opportunity is sen- celebrate and strengthen important relationships okay one one group with whom i want to celebrate and and whom i want to, and and the people in which i want to bring closer to me is kind of more casual uh, acquaintances and sort of work colleagues And so maybe one idea is to have kind of a very low-key, easy event for everyone in this very wide circle. Something after work, drinks, just invite basically everyone, the blind, the lame, the sick, and really take that as an opportunity to say, hey, we don't know each other super well, but you're someone whom I enjoy hanging out with and whom I want to get to know better. Mm -hmm. And then to fit like sort of to fit the, uh, to complement that solution, have a more intimate gathering for the sort of more inner circle for me yeah. where where I spend um, a longer time and a more dedicated close time uh, with the, with the small amount of people whom I call close friends. Um, mm-hmm. And then that kind of that, that dual solution, I think solves that opportunity much better than the one size fits all massive house house party would have. Yeah. Right. Because the house party would have meant that I got to spend like a little bit of time or basically the same amount of time with a whole host of people kind of indiscriminately rather than that kind of differentiated amount of time depending on how how much of a relationship we already Mm -hmm. had and how much I really Mm -hmm. wanted to kind of thank you for your presence in my life type thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The only reason I sort of came up with this solution was kind of thinking thinking about it at that second layer of, okay, hang on let's not take the solution for granted that I should have a massive one-size-fits-all house party for my big birthday. Let's think... What's the point? What's what's yeah. what am I trying to achieve? Yeah. So thank you, Theresa. Um, you helped. <laughs> you helped. Well, we'll see in a couple of days. But mm. uh, you helped make my uh, big round birthday better. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but- and I like how you basically came up with two different products, if you will. Yeah. In terms of you know like this one bigger event that um, I think is just going to be at a bar in in Berlin around here somewhere where you know it'll be very much like come and go as you want to and then the second one more intimate product um, will be you know just a few people people that you know very well and basically whom we expect to spend 
a few hours with us rather than just like a quick drink or something like that. Exactly. I guess mm-hmm. I thought you might like that as the product marketer. It's almost uh, market segmentation. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. No, totally. Okay. Well, so totally. nice segue then. As as the product marketer <laughs> in my life, um, what what advice do you have for me for my birthday in a in a communication um, sense? Well, so you may have noticed that I'm I'm trying to introduce a few different aspects of product marketing into this podcast and I'm, I've been doing the same thing again today I have not yet talked to about um, go-to-market strategies Ooh. so I thought this was a pretty nice example to take and apply a go-to-market strategy to it and now so just for the dim-witted product managers in the room uh, who are turning around birthdays at least can you what what do you mean by go-to-market it's basically what do you need to do for a product launch? Ah. It's pretty much a a list of things you should be thinking about kind of in the ideation phase, in the pre-launch phase, for the launch, after the launch. So I actually today used a a go-to-market playbook that a company called G2 created. Yeah, I really like this list because it's very comprehensive. It even does have little tick boxes in it. Oh. So it's it's quite nice. Um, and then you can pick and choose from it in terms of what you need. So in I, I'll link to this exact list um, in the notes. But what, yeah, it's like I said, it's very comprehensive. So I just basically picked a few things from their list today to talk about. Because obviously not everything was applicable to a birthday. Because, you know, it usually is like a, a feature launch or something. So, but we still did pretty well, I think. So... And probably, probably for every product, there's not going to be the, yeah. the list is. It sounds like the list is so comprehensive that you do need to be a bit discriminatory, right? I think. Like, dis- I think so. Discriminating. Sorry. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> right. Cool. So yeah, let me talk you through that. So basically, the go-to-market strategy comes in four, five different phases. Wow. Yeah, five different phases. Okay. The first phase or the first stage is the ideation stage. Okay, so this was like that. This kind of maps to the the point that I bit I was talking about, right? Yes, of like, it does. Okay, what what's the opportunity here? What's the problem to be solved? Correct, etc. Okay, yeah, okay. exactly. So you're identifying the problem, and you're kind of canvassing solutions. You're identifying some buyer segments, that kind of stuff. Okay. So so yeah, in this in this stage, the PMM would basically be collaborating with the rest of the company often the product team i'm sure but also feedback from maybe sales or the rest of marketing and so on so i have um, actually four points in this so identifying the problem Mm -hmm. well a birthday warrants celebration that's kind of you know that was the problem that i identified whether you know whether the birthday boy wants to celebrate or whether it's more like a family or friends driven driven thing of like you know often you get like a you should celebrate this but anyway like usually it's birthdays warrant celebration someone demands that there be a celebration (laughs) associated with the birthday correct got it so then you canvas solutions Mm -hmm. is the second um, step in there (laughs) well to me there were two solutions you either throw a party or you ignore wishes to celebrate. I mean, doing nothing is do, doing nothing is always a, a valid yes, solution option. It is, actually, and I think I think people should uh, respect the idea that the status quo is a quo is a valid choice. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we okay, so we decided to throw that one out in well, this case, but exactly. So I was going to say, obviously, in this case, we decided we're going with throw a party because otherwise, the rest of the go to market strategy is just like okay, we're done. Exactly. Also, this point, <laughs> this episode anything. wouldn't be very interesting <laughs> if that yeah. if we had gone with that one. Yeah, correct. Okay. 
the third point in here is we're identif identifying buyer segments. Uh -huh. So I have in their family, friends, partner, so close partner, spouse, whatever, wife, husband, whatever. Cat, <laughs> um, cat, cat friend. Cat, sure. Cat, yep. And then the fourth one, which you touched on as well, is work colleagues. Oh, so nice. people, you know, maybe that you wouldn't necessarily call friends just yet, but that you also like. Mm. And then as a fourth point in that list in the first stage is develop initial messaging. Like I said, we're assuming a party is on the cards. Right. Then it's kind of a first thinking about, okay, how big should that party be? Should it include work colleagues or not, for example, or... Yeah, you decide on a, a product category. So like, should it be a dinner? Should it be a house party? Should it be some sort of event? Like you could take people, I don't know, go-karting or something like that, you know? So kind of just a first, um, very broad, what is it that we want to do? Mm, and this is an interesting one because I guess it's kind of a, you're guessing the shape of the solution early so that you can start working on it, but with the idea that probably you'll iterate around the, uh, yeah. around what you ship, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of thinking about the initial messaging, I guess, is thinking, okay, what would what might it be and how would we then craft the final message if it were that? Mm. And how specific should you go on this? Like, should you sort of... Even if it's just a guess, should you should you pencil in as much uh, like uh, details on this, or should you stay broad with the idea of not making incorrect guesses? Do you think? Well, I would I would say broad. I think okay. just because you don't want to, you're still in the ideation phase. You right. don't really want to get stuck on the fine details mm. yet. There will be time in stage two or three to really work on the messaging and figure out the details but at the moment you're sort of just talking through okay what are the possibilities here right and i guess the risk is also if you pencil something in often people pencil things in quite hard <laughs> um, yeah people they're, have, people they're not have, using they're not using the lead pencils they're no, using the, like, the yeah, like, like or whatever. Chisel, yeah. <laughs> okay cool okay well, yeah. so that's stage one what's that's stage, stage one two stage two is build so that's when you develop the overall messaging and the language behind the product. Right. In this case, the birthday party. Mm -hmm. So for that, there is this bit on the tick list that says develop your message house. Message house? Yeah. This is a concept that's used in product marketing, but also kind of like in consulting, I think, and that kind of stuff. So basically, it's this concept that has that is addressing like four different questions in your message house so the first one is like what's the big picture the second question in it is what's in it for them so it's called a utility message okay the the third one is what's the most likely criticism mm -hmm. and then the fourth one is like action what what is it you want your audience to do okay and it's kind of it helps you craft the message a little bit more so you have the you know the big picture is your birthday party what's in it for them well depends on what you're going to do but like for say for your close friends it's like a nice dinner with friends in a nice environment good food most likely criticism might be i don't know like it's too far away it's half an hour on the train for me i don't even and like then, daniel that much <laughs> well, like. hopefully then they wouldn't be in your closer circle <laughs> um but sure and and you think about that so you have some sort of answer ready when that criticism comes up mm -hmm. so that's why you include that question in your message house and then 
the last one's kind of obvious. What what do you want your come audience to, to do? Yeah. Come to the party. And the idea of this message house is that this then becomes the framework uh, you use for all of your messaging around the product launch. Is that the idea? Yeah, that's the idea. So it's it's kind of it's bringing you back to the message. Right. So whenever there's a question about it, you can then go back to your message house uh-huh. and draw the answer from your message house i guess that's important like that means you stay consistent and you've got kind of this this place that you keep departing from each time of okay we're still communicating the same core idea you stay with the core idea and also i guess it gives you a bit of safety that you will know the answer because somewhere in the message house there is the answer (laughs) yeah okay um so that's that Often um, the message house is then created, like you create kind of like a one pager or something right. for that as well. So you can pass it out. I mean, with your birthday, maybe not. But, um, <laughs> you know, for a product launch, you might create a one pager that you can then easily draw back on. Yeah, and you'd pass that out to the people in charge of executing on the messaging, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's uh, like it's As a well sheet. as lots of other things that you would pass sure. out to them. But okay. yeah. But it's part of that. Okay, cool. Yeah. As a second point in the build phase, I have determined tools and assets that must be built. So in our case, invitations, oh, perhaps. Good. I've not done that yet. <laughs> well, I mean, they can Actually, be... Actually, sort of. You've, you, you've sent out invitations. It's just been via message oh, or something. True. It's so that's fine. It's just very low-key invitations. Just, you just, yeah, still want to invite people yeah, to it. Yeah, that's true. You might need to, in terms of assets, I guess you might need to get drinks or food. Not in this case, because we're going to a restaurant or we're going to a bar. But, you know, if it's a house party, say... Mm-hmm. There is stuff, other stuff to consider. And then the last one is a determine a launch date, in this case, a party date. Hmm. All of those things would come into that in that second stage. And so you're setting the framework for how the messaging is going, going to go and the sort of deadline yeah. and, and kind of assembling. What all do the, we need before yeah. we, we launch it? Right. Yeah. Putting all that together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And these, are, these, steps are, these stages are kind of sequential, right? They're, meant, they're intended Correct. as a, yeah. one after the other. Okay. So we're on to yeah. stage three now, right? Yes. So we're in stage three. Stage three is called the soft launch. And that's more of a kind of in-between step where you collect some feedback from um, customers. Ah, Okay but you haven't launched yet. This is like a beta kind of Correct. thing. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and that's actually the, the one point I have in there, leverage customers in beta group. Oh, which is, so, is going to work for, like, I mean, your product development's going to need a beta group as well, yeah. right? So, okay. Yeah. Is it, into, should it be the same group? Like, should, should you kind of overlap that or should you have a kind of marketing beta group versus a product beta group per se? Or do you, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I don't know. I would assume that... If I imagine a, in terms of like product releasing like a beta version that you probably would use the same group for your marketing because mm. I mean, they I are the ones that have, have been exposed to the product yeah. beta. So that makes sense. I guess it'll be hard to test the marketing separate from yeah. the products, right? Yeah. So, Unless okay. you wanted to test for excitement about the feature launch or something like that, I guess, but you can't really test anything specific to the feature having their hand on the product yeah. yeah okay cool so the beta group kind of serves both the marketing and the product development i would think needs so i sense. would think that makes the most sense okay cool uh in terms of your birthday party i was actually thinking that this would be something like checking availability with your favorite friends and family so you know you you have this like beta group where you're like i really need lena to be there for example <laughs> <laughs> lena are you free on this night and then if I'd be like, actually, no, sorry, I'm not, then you might think, okay, I don't want to have this birthday without 
Lee and I are there. So, so soft launch failed. So we need to correct. iterate. Like, yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an, uh, that's a good, that's actually a good like uh, analogy in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of sort you. of <laughs> test, test with the key people to make sure that it works for them. Yeah, correct. Um, and then onto stage four. So after our soft launch comes our go-to-market launch. Uh-huh. So that's the, that's the big thing. That's <laughs> when, you know, you publish your assets, um, you generate awareness. This is where you launch stuff like new landing pages, website updates, blog posts, social media posts. Like that's where you let the whole world know. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, obviously relating to your birthday. That's when you send out the proper invitations to people. You're telling them, you know, it's not like a questioning, do you have time on that evening? But like a, be there, it's happening. It's it's happening. (laughs) Yeah. That's also when you, I guess, provide more concrete information on location, time, all that kind of stuff. Another last point that I thought was quite fun in there is... um, (laughs) It's train relevant teams. Okay. And I was looking at it and I was actually thinking relating. So, you know, usually you would then train the sales team on like, how do you present this feature, or, you know, and so on. In our case, um, I think the way that the team setting to be trained is probably mostly me. <laughs> and that's in terms of does Daniel want presents for his birthday? Does, you know, that, that kind of the, the background information that you cannot provide in this in this instance. Uh, yeah, and like which friends should you not mention this party to just in case <laughs> they feel like they've been left out and like, uh, yeah. okay, interesting. Yeah. So so train your spouse team yeah. for your birthday. Exactly. Okay, yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's a quick last one. Stage five is... So G2 calls it um, go-to-market continued. Um, Mm. I thought of it as kind of like an after-launch stage. And that's really, I mean, after you launched your product, you're not done. And, (laughs) you know, you you still got work to do. You're still like getting your users to adopt it and all that kind of stuff. So in terms of the birthday party, I thought about this, like thinking, okay, the launch was sending out invitations, etc. What you're doing from now on is maybe send a reminder a day or two before the party That's and be like, idea. hey, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, hey, remember I'm having this party. It's blah, 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 blah. It's you're a still there. in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then also as a second point, there could be kind of like follow-up material. So usually, you know, in a company sense, that would be like a webinar or a demo or a case study or whatever. But I think in, in our case, it could be a even just a thank guests for coming after the event maybe there are some photos you want to share you know can go as much as as deep as writing thank you cards i don't know about a birthday but um, like if you're listening i guess this all you'll be listening to this as my birthday (laughs) but like do not expect a thank you card card. (laughs) um this is a good point actually and i think this is this after launch stuff is often quite neglected from mm-hmm. the from the product development side too because the sexy part of a of new product development is the launch like you got something mm-hmm. this, this cool new thing woo yeah, it's, it's out, out there <laughs> yeah but like and then it's like why is no one using it well, not even that. Like, in, like monitoring the usage, I think usually good product managers will watch that. But then there's all the cleanup stuff, like all mm-hmm. the stuff you didn't document during the process. Yeah, true. All of the tech debt you created, all of the like little edge cases that you decided weren't important for launch. Like, you you still need to kind of the party's over. You mm-hmm. need to collect all the beer bottles mm-hmm. and like put them in the recycling and yeah. like 
make the house presentable again because your job's not done yet really yeah yeah and you're just going to cause yourself problems if you don't if you if you walk away at this point yeah 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 good point yeah i think that's probably from the product side from the like the marketing side you still want you know you still want to do those sort of like write-ups and case studies for people and whatever else to kind of keep reminding users that this now exists and it's awesome and they should be using it and etc etc and just to stay in in control of the narrative right because like the story keeps going and like if you're not telling it someone else is so yeah yeah Yeah. um yeah and that's um a go-to market strategy for you thank you um i think (laughs) happily as you were as you were listening off those points it sounded like i had at least accidentally met them um did you see did you spot anything where you were like oh it would really, <laughs> would really drop the ball on that one, or I don't think so. Okay, we'll we'll talk about the thank you cards later. Um, yes, I like the idea of the the photographer. Maybe I'll, I'll include that in my um, <laughs> brief, briefing the relevant spouse team yes. um, about maybe photos because that's a really good idea. That is a good idea. I will also be looking out for the one pager message house uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that on me? You're oh, the yeah. product marketer. Come on, what? it's also my birthday. Come <laughs> on. Anyway, we'll talk later. Okay. Um, what so? What recommendations do we have for? Well, I guess me and anyone else <laughs> the big birthday scenario who needs a product lens. Yeah. Well, I think my recommendations are fairly short this week and based in in experience, I guess. So the first one I wrote down was um, be clear in communications. And that's whether, you know, it's kind of around what kind of party are you having is it a present or no present thing? Is it a bring your own drinks or not? Um, you know, be clear in what, what people should be doing, what they can expect. Um, I guess this is part of the action um, action message in the message house, right? It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. do not bring presents, yeah. do bring drinks, turn up on time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Punked. <laughs> and I guess going with that, having you know like inviting people more than a few days beforehand and you know any kind of communication that makes it very clear what's required fair as a second one i had thinking back to you and your struggle coming up with what you want to actually do it was a struggle it really was i said think about what you want from this party and plan with that in mind is it that you know I, I think you have come up with a really good solution of splitting <laughs> splitting the two, uh, splitting it into two, basically. I can also see that if you had family close, it may have been three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not letting my family and friends rub, rub shoulders. Like, <laughs> it definitely would have been at least three well, parties. But also they probably have very different um, wants from this party yeah, as well. Totally like your family personas. might want a nice lunch somewhere and then friends want you know to drink beer in the evening so that's it's very different so anyway think about what you want think about what you want and then act on that rather than think about what is it general people do for a birthday yeah what are you trying to achieve i like it yeah um and then yeah i guess my my recommendation for me uh, was (laughs) um yeah so i think it dovetails with your point of so cascade upwards from the obvious solution ideas to the opportunity they're addressing um because the obvious solution ideas uh it's not a bad thing to have those because it's what spawns the conversation around Mm -hmm. what do you want to achieve but don't stop at those Mm -hmm. go upwards to the opportunity go upwards again to the desired outcome um and kind of give yourself some time to explore that space to see if new solutions come up because yeah spoilers 
you will come up with new solutions and mm-hmm. probably they will be better, uh, both in the, in the context of birthday planning, but also just in general with your products that you're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, your first idea is almost certainly not your best one. Mm-hmm. So give yourself some time and space and, and, and breathing room, I suppose, and permission uh, to, to think about this sort of stuff. Yeah. So those, nice. are, those are our recommendations. Uh, wish us luck uh, for yeah. the big birthday that's coming up <laughs> in a few days. We will, uh, mm. I don't know if we'll let you know or not, um, but I'm sure, I, <laughs> I'm sure it's gone well by the time you're listening to this podcast. I'm sure it will be great. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that's all we've got for this week. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, more Ship It Shouted. Yes. See you next week. Yeah. Bye. Shout it, shout it, shout it,